You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So the command center of your mind, the command center is a place of leadership. It's a place of strategy. It's a place of execution. So this is the place where uh, your life your life is governed from this place. Your life is governed from this place. And, uh, and so much happens very quickly. And you have to, you have to be aware of, of the strategic nature of your mind. The strategic role it plays in determining the direction of your life. In determining... The scope to which God operates in your life. God will not do anything in your life that will not involve your mind. He, even if he does it in the spirit, eventually your mind is supposed to be involved. Okay? And that's why our minds need to be renewed. Because when your mind is renewed, it is able to catch up quickly. Quicker. Many years ago, I'll never forget, because I used, um, um, as a child, I used to be extremely inquisitive. I used to ask too many questions. I used to torment the adults around me, because I'll ask questions, and they just, they just got tired of me. And the reason was because of what was going on in my mind. So I always had questions, and I always wanted to be able to explain. You see, I didn't just, I didn't, I wasn't the kind of person that will look at something I don't understand, I'll just leave it. No. I want to understand how things work. I want to understand why things go the way they go. I want to understand why I am the way I am. I want to understand why certain people are the way they are. And I never forget because I used to question my dad so much that he got tormented for his sins because of my questions. So I'll ask him things directly. And, you know, um, it's because of the way my mind used to work. I'll ask him about his money, his, his, his income. I'll ask him about what he's using his money for. I will ask him, I mean, I'll ask him about his colleague. I'll ask him, this is your colleague and you, who earns more? You know? And then I'll ask him questions like, Okay, if you are his boss and you earn more, how come his, his life looks as though he earns more than you? You know, and I, I used to ask all those kind of questions as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's to give you a little bit of insight into what my parents went through with me. Yeah, and so much that I was, I and my brother were sent to a boarding pre-primary. <laughs> now, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I attended a boarding pre-primary. <laughs> Just keep me away. 
because I was bringing too much conviction to him. So, God has done a lot of work on me. You can see that. Yes. But where were all these coming from? From the mind. And I believe that those thoughts were being projected by the Lord into my mind as a child. Because I was told that I preached my first sermon at the age of five. And uh, yeah, I mean, and of course my dad was the victim. Instead of him to repent, he gets rid of the messenger. Yeah. So once God is able to get hold of the command center, Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He can move. He can speak. He can execute. Do you know he can lead. He can begin to put strategies into you. Hallelujah. Do you know that not all the thoughts you think are yours? You don't realize that. Not every thought you think is your thought. So, when, as you continue to walk with God, you will realize that there are times that certain thoughts that come to you, you will actually be able to discern. Because there are times I can discern the thought that is from God. There are times I know it's from the enemy. Come on. There are times I know it is me. So, many believers just take everything and they think it's just them. Everybody wants the command center. Okay? So be careful who you give your mind to. Because it will determine your destiny. Look at Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Jesus, somehow he decides to sample opinions. I mean, even though opinion poll is not necessarily accurate, right? We know that because opinion poll, <laughs> we have seen in, 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 in different, especially in politics, you can see the opinion poll is saying this, everybody was convinced that Trump was out of the race. Opinion poll, everything, and then boom. Look what we got. Yeah, the Trump is trumpeting all over the place. <laughs> but the opinion poll was not in his favor. Yeah, so here Jesus is asking his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, I'll read from verse 13. He says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? He's trying to know what is in the mind of people concerning him. And then now he wants to know what's in the mind of the disciples. He wants to know what's in the mind of the disciples. 
Fortunately for them, Peter, who is always quick to speak, <laughs> speaks before anybody will say the wrong thing. <laughs> Amen? It says, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Christ, the son of the living God, right? And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven. So in other words, what he says is that this, what you just said, is not a product of human intelligence. These are not your thoughts. Are you following me? Yeah. What you've said did not come from you. It did not come from anybody. These are from the Father. From my Father, hallelujah. He says, my Father who is in heaven. He is the one that revealed this to you. So, uh, if you will give the Lord your thoughts, if you will give him your mind, I'm telling you, he will think through you. He will think through you. Yes? So he says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So Peter, I'm sure, thought it was his thoughts. He thought, ah, you know, I, I mean, isn't it obvious? It's obvious that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. No, no, no. Where did he get that information from? Jesus had not told them. As at this time. Are you following me? Yep. As at this time he had not told them. So he knew that Peter was speaking by revelation. Amen. So the, 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 the way God thinks through you is through the spirit of revelation. Amen. And that's why I like the prayer in Ephesians chapter 1. Where he prays for the church. He says, you pray and say... Uh, pray to the, to, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, so there is a spirit that reveals. It's a spirit of revelation. It's a spirit of the Father. The spirit of the Father. God the Father himself can reveal things to you about people. Amen. He can reveal things to you about who is your friend. He can reveal things to you about who is your enemy. He can reveal things to you about who to do business with. He can reveal things to you about who to marry. He can reveal things to you about where you should go for that job. He can reveal things to you about where you should apply for that contract. He can reveal to you if you will give him the command center of your mind. Are you getting my point? Amen. Yeah. So we must not limit God to just religious information. I'm telling you, he can reveal things to you about your children. He can reveal things to you about your family. Yeah. 
So there are times you just sit down like that and then boom, it just comes into your mind. Huh? There are times when I pray for leaders, when I pray for the nation, when I pray for people, I pray, there are times I pray for God to put his thoughts into their thoughts. To put his thoughts into them so that they will think it's theirs. They will go and execute God's will. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's possible. God does that. And I can show you. Look at the book of Daniel. Keep your hands here. We're coming back here. Let's look at Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2 and we'll read uh, verse 29. Daniel 2, 29. The king has, has a dream, right? And he... <laughs> This, this Nebuchadnezzar is interesting. He has a dream and he forgets his dream. Yeah. And people's lives are at stake. <laughs> I mean, this is not democracy or anything. I had a dream. And I know it's significant. You magicians. Tell me what my dream is and the interpretation. If you don't tell me, you are going to die. But thank God for Daniel. Those guys would have been dead. Amen. Yeah. So if... <laughs> yeah, may God give dreams to our leaders and give you the interpretation. Amen. So that you can bring the interpretation. Yeah. So Daniel and his friends, they go, they seek God, they pray, they, pray, they fast, you know, and uh, they... They deprive themselves of the delicacies of the king and, and so on. And God reveals things to them. So Daniel is here. For the sake of time, I just read, um, what did I say? Verse 29, right? Let, let's read verse, from verse 27. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God, huh? There is a God where? In heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. on the house. It's all these guys you're asking to tell you they don't have the capacity to operate in this dimension. They are limited to the second heavens. What you have came from the third heavens. They cannot ascend beyond this. So there is a God in heaven and he has a prophet standing before you. <laughs> and then he says, these are, your, these are the dreams. Amen. The vision of your head. <laughs> Look at verse 29. He says, as for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what will come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. 
Do you know, notice what he says. What did he say came to his mind? Thoughts. Hello. So thoughts come. You think you, all, you generate all the thoughts you have? Some thoughts come. Thoughts come. So he's telling the king, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed. Amen. So if that, the thoughts manifested as dreams, but they are thoughts. So they can come while you are sleeping, they can come while you are awake. But thoughts come. So that's why your mind is a strategic place and you need to be careful what you accommodate in your mind because, you see, the, com the, the command center operates in a particular way. It's, it's, it's what it receives, right, is what will be processed. And that will determine the, what is executed. Am I correct? You remember, how many people remember the Gulf War? George Bush, come on, Iraq. Yeah? Yeah, what, what happened? He was there in the command center. He received false information. Yes? He received false information. He processed the information and acted on the information. And at the end of the day, it was a lie. But the damage has been done. The command center of your mind is strategic. Is vital. So the enemy can project the wrong thoughts into your mind. He will project the wrong thoughts about your wife. He will project the wrong thoughts about your boss. He will project the wrong thoughts about your brother, your sister. He will project the wrong thoughts about your pastor. He will project the wrong thoughts about the church. He will project the wrong thoughts about the government. He will project the wrong thoughts about people. And you will process that and then begin to act accordingly. So George Bush was, he mobilized the, re, the entire resources of you know, the defense, I mean, the budget, look, look at yeah. everything. He marshaled everything on the basis of wrong information. Yeah. On the basis of wrong information. And at the end of the day, they found there are no weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> no weapons. And now, embarrassed. He convinced his partner yeah. Huh? Yeah. in the UK. They, uh, every one of them. And they got people together. This guy is going to destroy the world. Yeah. Let's kill him. Let's remove him. Let's. Yeah. And people died. Death. All over the place. But it was wrong information was projected to his command center and because he did not have what uh, the right uh, means to process and to discern to judge what he received he acted on that and that's what happens to many believers today 
Yeah. There are times the enemy has projected thoughts to me about people. And I know this is not God. So what do I do? I discard it. I ignore it. I ignore it. But many people are so zealous and so ignorant, they just take it and act upon it. They process it. Yeah, then they come up. And you know, the interesting thing is that circumstantially, things will begin to confirm. Will begin to confirm what you received. Yes. Yeah, because how many people know that Satan is the god of the system of this world? So he has a way of manipulating circumstances. He can manipulate circumstances. So, Satan can just tell you, haven't you noticed, anytime you walk into church and Irene looks at you, yes. <laughs> huh? he can just say, you know, this is what she's thinking about you. And she has no clue. She didn't even notice you. Yeah, she's just doing her, you know, She's just performing her ministry. Hey, and, and you just come in, and now you begin to look at her. And then she just does maybe something not related. But because you have received wrong information, you interpret her action as a confirmation of what you received. Can you see how relationships, you know, fall apart? Yeah. So you've got to be smart. So not every thought that comes into your mind is yours. Not every thought that comes into your mind is, is, is discerning. It's discernment. He said, I have the gift of discernment. No, when I just... There's, there's no such thing in the Bible as the gift of discernment, by the way. Okay? There's no, no gift like that in the Bible. No gift of discernment. It's the gift of discerning of spirits. That's different. So what some people call discernment is suspicion. Yeah. Some people have suspicion and they say it's discernment. The gift of suspicion. The gift of suspicion. So you look at somebody, you quickly you have analyzed. Your command center has processed these things, faulty information, and then pa, 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 you say, this is it. And then you now begin to take steps. Yeah. Then he takes you on a path that God didn't ordain for you. Yeah, because you didn't process it well. You didn't, you, you, you didn't have the, 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 the discernment. Hallelujah. So you can see from this scripture that thoughts came to the mind of the king. They came in the form of a dream, but thoughts can come through words. Somebody can say something, and then boom, it registers in your mind, 
and it begins to paint a picture. It begins to work on your imagination. Okay? And then you cannot start dreaming about it. Not every dream is of God. Some dreams are, are, are a product of projections. So certain thoughts are projected before you go to bed. Then while you are sleeping, the thoughts are still working. Creating images. Are you getting the point? <laughs> Command center of the mind. Hallelujah. Back to Matthew chapter 16. Let's, let's see. So here we see that, that um, we see that Peter receives from the Father. There were thoughts that were sent to his mind by the Father. And he says, you are Christ, the Son of the living God. The flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. But my Father who is in heaven. Alright? So, Jesus is so impressed by this. And he says to him, I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay? So Jesus was impressed. He decided to give the keys of the kingdom to this guy. I mean, this guy is able to recognize who I am. He is able to access the mind of the father. This guy has connected with the Father. I mean, I, I think he can handle the, the kingdom now. He can handle the keys of the kingdom because he is in, in contact with the command center of heaven. So he says, <laughs> Peter, yes, on this rock I'll build my church. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand what this is? Keys to an entire kingdom. No, it's not keys to a house. This is keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he says to him, whatever you bind on earth will be bound huh? in heaven. Whatever you lose. In other words, whatever you permit. Peter! If you can link up with the Father like this, Amen. I can entrust you with the keys. Yes. Prior to this time, Jesus had the keys himself. Yeah. Nobody yes. was trustworthy. Amen. Amen. Nobody was trustworthy. Amen. But Peter, by reason of this revelation, impressed Jesus. Amen. And Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this. He says, in fact, Peter, take the keys of the kingdom. So other apostles can bind, they can lose, but Peter had the key. The other apostles didn't have the key. Only Peter was given the key. Hallelujah. Only Peter was given the key. They all had authority to bind and lose, according to Matthew chapter 18. But Peter was given the key. Why? Because his command center yes. was aligned Amen. Yes, Lord. to heaven. Yes, Lord. 
So now Peter will walk around. He's walking around and he could open the kingdom. And that's why you see the gospel didn't come to the Gentiles without the involvement of Peter. So literally he opened the Gentiles. He opened the kingdom for the Gentiles. Yeah. Even the angel that went to Cornelius could not open it. Angels are not given the keys. Amen. Amen? Peter was given the keys. Peter was given the keys. And he was able to use it. That's why you find, even at Pentecost, come on. Holy Ghost came, boom. Who is it that? Peter. Stood up, boom. Speaks. Because he was given the keys. So, it's a place of leadership. Your command center is a place of leadership. It's a place of strategy. It's a place of execution. Yeah. That's a place where God, you know, God will, will send his thoughts into your mind. If you're able to process it well, you begin to strategize according to the thoughts that have come to your mind. And then you can step out and execute. Hallelujah. But we see here that the father was not the only one that had access to the commandment of Peter. Jesus began to tell his disciples how he was going to die and all of that. And Peter, Peter took Jesus aside. He took him to the corner. Look at verse 21. It says, from that time, Jesus began to tell, uh, began to... Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed and raised on the third day. Then Peter took him aside. He didn't want to, he didn't want to embarrass him. Let me not correct my Lord in public. He takes him aside and began to rebuke him. He's rebuking the Lord. The father didn't tell me this one you're talking about. You see? He says, no. Far be it from you. Hmm? He says, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Can you imagine? Jesus is telling them the mind of God. How he has to be, he's going to be suffer. How he's going to be, um, uh, be killed. And how he will rise on the third day. And Peter took him aside and said, it will not happen. But thank God for Jesus. Look at what Jesus said, verse 23. And he turned and said to who? Come on, talk to me. Who did the Lord speak to? Okay, he turns and he speaks to Peter. And what does he say to Peter? Hello. I thought it's Peter he was talking to. He said to who? To Peter. What did he say? That's discernment. That's discerning of spirits. He knew by discerning of spirits, this did not come from Peter. This is 
is not just Peter saying, oh, Lord, I love you so much, you are not going to die. I, I bind that. I, I don't want to be negative. I want to be positive. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. He saw the spirit behind those thoughts Amen. that produced those words. Amen. Are you getting my point? Because in case you don't know, thoughts are words that are not spoken. Thoughts are unspoken words. So as you're sitting there like that, your mind is engaged already. You are thinking some things about what I'm saying. Yeah, don't do, look as if you are not, you don't know what I'm, you are thinking. Yes? So there are words already in your mind. But they are not spoken. Because you are quiet does not mean you don't have words inside. The words are in the form of thoughts. So, Peter had those thoughts, but he didn't keep them to himself. He took the Lord aside and he spoke them. So, words are spoken thoughts. Are you getting me? Thoughts are unspoken words. Words are spoken thoughts. That's why Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So he says, get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. Huh. He says, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, what are we seeing here? We are seeing that the same Peter had thoughts from God the Father and thoughts from Satan. So that means you can have godly thoughts and you can have satanic thoughts. Yes! You better believe it. And that's why you don't just take everything that comes into your mind. You need to have the wherewithal to discern accurately. Amen. 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 How many people will say, Lord, I give you my mind? Amen. Huh? Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way in me. Yes. I give you my heart. Your heart contains your, 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 your soul, your, your, your will, and your emotions. When you give him your heart, you are giving him the command center. Because your will is the executive of your life. That's where your will is the part of you that will veto everything. So when those thoughts come, your will, if it has been trained, if your mind has been renewed, then you have what it takes to make the right decision. And your will has the ability to say no to that. I'm not going to act on that. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Let's talk to the Lord. Mighty God, I bless your name. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.